All right, all right. So I came up here last week. I was wearing, I forgot what that was called, but it was like a, like a Muslim kind of dress kind of thing. And then Kirshen kicked me off and said to do it next week. So I thought it would be stupid to wear that again. So I wore, this is called a lungi. This is what the men of Bangladesh wear like when they're farming and stuff. It's mad comfortable. I don't know why women wear pants. Because if, if I was allowed to wear this every day, I would never wear pants. It's like, it's mad comfortable. It breathes, you know. Like I don't sweat down there. It's amazing. So I fell in love with three things in Bangladesh. I fell in love with the people of Bangladesh. I fell in love with these Crocs that I bought right before the trip. They're amazing. And then I fell in love with skirts. So yeah, it was a great time. Uh, my name is Caleb Lee. Uh, for those of you guys who don't know, I'm the furnace coach, the men furnace coach, the discipleship ministry. Um, I'm kind of like the heading that up with Anita, Sister Anita. And I had the honor and the privilege to serve as the leader of the Bangladesh team uh, this summer. And so if you look up, yeah, this is the Bangladesh flag. And uh, so Bangladesh is considered one of the most unreached people groups and one of the most unreached countries in the world. Um, they're actually 89.5% of the population are Muslim. And, and only 0.3% uh, of the population are Christian. And it's, it's like when we went there, um, when we, before we went, these were just facts to us. Like we're like, oh, you know, this, you know, it was something that kind of like didn't really click. But when we actually got to Bangladesh, we realized how true this was um, and how much Bangladesh really needed Jesus. Our team was made up of 13 people, eight, uh, eight people from Hillside and five people from Itaewon. Yeah. Our pictures are really bad. Our team pictures, because nobody in Bangladesh knows how to take pictures. Like, we give them a camera, and it's like they've never seen in one before. They're like, oh. So all of our team pictures that we try to get as a group, they came out really bad. Um, the purpose of our trip. So New Philly, whenever we go on mission trips, we usually visit churches that have been established through our network, uh, NPWM, which is Native Partners for World Mission. It's the, the missions organization of the the KM part of our church. Um, we usually go to these churches and we minister to Christians and we minister and bring revival to churches. However, when we got to Bangladesh, this wasn't the case because there are no churches in Bangladesh. We got there and we saw zero churches. Um, we saw no Christian. All we saw were just hundreds of villages of Muslims and Hindus. And this, these villages became our mission field. Um, and the, the theme that God put on our hearts as a whole team was a, the theme of salvation. Um, one revelation that I got clearly on from the beginning was that even though these were Hindus and Muslims, um, they're not devout Hindus or Muslims. They're culturally Muslim. They're culturally Hindus. And so the image of a Hindu man that I get is the one that's bowing in the mosque like five times a day. Um, these weren't them. These were people that grew up saying that, oh, you're a Muslim or you're a Hindu. But they really didn't know what it was because these people are, are like illiterate. They're uneducated. They've never read the Quran before. And, and they, they just knew, somebody told them that they were Muslim, but they really didn't know what it was to be a Muslim. And this was a huge open door for us, because when we went there, and we would go to these villages, they were so like, interested in what we had to say, and they were so open to, to the gospel. I mean, it was a huge open door for us to minister. Um, our ministry contact in Bangladesh was Pastor Ishan Biswas. He is the most choleric man I know besides Pastor Christian. He's, uh, he's mad choleric. Um, and he's one of the rare pastors that exist in Bangladesh. Um, and he told us that there's 85,000 villages uh, throughout Bangladesh. So there's like five major cities 
were were like which are um you know the 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 thriving cities but then the majority of the countries are these tiny villages and there's 85,000 of them around all throughout Bangladesh and his goal is to see one church in every village um and so that's that's his vision and that's something that he's working towards and we're praying towards with him uh, culturally and spiritually the um is this is the poorest country that I've ever vis- visited um it seemed like a land stuck in time so when we got out of the city and we started driving, like there was nothing that was new. Everything was old, and uh, there's no tourism in Bangladesh. And so when we got to these little villages, um, they looked at us like we were aliens. Like wherever we would stop, we would gather a people of like 50, 60 people, and they would just stare at us. Like, you know? And then it was like the equivalent of like if we were walking down Gangnam, and then all of a sudden we saw like those blue avatar creatures like walking down the streets, and we'd be like. That's like what it was, and they, they were so fascinated with us that we were like we saw we had like white people, you know, and just like people like Asian people, and they never seen people like us before, and so there it was just like culturally they were just crazy shocked, um, and um, one thing about this country is that uh, Christians have it very hard. That's why there's such a small number of Christians is because all the good jobs and anything that's like of, of value goes to the Muslims. So if you want to get a good education, you have to like go to a Muslim school. And if you want to go in, like get like a government job, which pays the best, you need to be a Muslim. And so Christians have a very it's, they have a really hard life in Bangladesh, and spiritually, um, it is really dark and it has a spirit of poverty and idolatry all over it. Um, as for the climate, man, this is the hottest place I've ever been to in my life. It is dang hot. <laughs> if you notice, I'm sweating like crazy. I never sweated this much in my life. Like, I'd just be sitting there, and I'm just dripping sweat. And, uh, and, and homie, right, go back. Go back to the... Homie is bone dry. I don't know how that is possible. Like, I am soaking wet, and he's just chilling. And he's, like, bone dry. Not even one drop of sweat on him. But, yeah, this was the hottest. It's 100 degrees temperatures with 100 degree humidity. It was not, it was not, a, it was not a comfortable place to be in. Um, also, all of our ministries are outdoors. Like, usually we minister indoors in churches, but there are no churches. And so we all had to do it, like, in the front yard of the villages. So every single one of our, villi- our ministries was outdoors. So it was really hot. Um, as for our ministry, it began in the city of Dhaka, which is the capital city. And we went on a six to nine-hour drive south to the city of Jasor, which is the base of our ministry. And on a quick note, as we were driving down, we got two flat tires. So one of our back tires had popped. So we replaced it with a flat we start going again, and then at pretty high speed, we're going like 60 miles an hour, just popped, like, boosh, and it popped. And we almost like, we, we, you know, God kept us safe. We didn't crash or anything, but we were stuck in the middle of nowhere. Um, literally, it was the middle of nowhere. We just saw farmland, farmland, road, and then us, you know? And then as the leader, I was kind of freaking out, but then our team, oh, this is just amazing. They just started praising and all the, we got a gathering of about like 50 like um, farmers from the nearby village that came out. They're just staring at us. And then uh, Gloria, yeah, Gloria wanted to preach the gospel. Asked me, so I asked Pastor Mill when she preached the gospel. And then 12 people were saved that day. You know, it was just like it was one of those experiences that God was kind of telling us, "This is what you're in store. This is what's in store for you." And it's just uh, a prophetic word that we got from the beginning through Pastor Mill, and it's just been it was continuing on. And when we got to Jasor. We stayed at an amazing hotel called the Hotel Magpie. Um, zero stars. Um, every morning, every morning we would take a... If you look back, if you look at... This is the tractor that we would ride every morning. The first day... 
the first day, I'm not even kidding, we got 13 people, no, 15 people on one of these tractors with all our luggage. It's amazing. It was like a miracle. I'm not even kidding. Because the second day, we got two tractors, and it was still tight, you know? But the first day, I don't know how we did it. We got 15 people on. And every morning, we would take off on these tractors, and we would go out down to the villages. We had to take this because, like, cars can't get into the villages that where we go to. And um, we all th- we would visit, like, three to four villages a day. And uh, all together, we, vill- we ministered in about 12 different villages. Um, there was Every time we gathered, there was anywhere from between 150 to 300 people that would come. And um, every village, we did the same thing. We did VBS, skit. Preaching the gospel and praying for the sick. And it's not like we were lazy, didn't want to switch it up, but we only had an hour in each village because we had so much like traveling time in between that we just had to keep it really short and sweet. And what we realized that they really needed, they needed the gospel more than anything else. So we preached the gospel in every village that we went to. And um, all in all, we, mis- we ministered to 3,000 people all together out of uh, 13 different villages. Um, and out of these people, 1,300 of them accepted Christ. Um, this is, we've never seen anything like this before. And this is truly God was taking us into a new direction um, in New Philly Missions. Many of these people were, were children. And I got a prophetic word that this was God raising up a new generation of uh, people that's going to break off this cultural religion that's been on him. And they're just going to really stand on God's kingdom for a revival of Bangladesh. Um, and when we prayed for the sick, um, we had about 25 confirmed healings. Um, it's really hard to gauge healings because we only had one translator, which is Pastor Sean. And we couldn't really like t- ask people, like, oh, are you healed or anything? We just were able to kind of um, pray for them. But we, we just saw a good number of healings on this trip. Um, I got a revelation that um, in this end time era, God is really passionate about souls. And um, the one, one thing that's been kind of like on my heart, on my heart and the heart of uh, Lisa, who's our missions director, is that um, it started out in, Bang- uh, in Baguio last, last mission season. And we saw like a good number of, of salvations there. And it's just God bringing us into a season where he's, he's, I think he's really bringing us into a season where he wants us to look at souls. And realize that that's the one thing that's on his heart. More than anything else, he wants souls. Um, and it is uh, God shifting us, shifting New Philly missions and truly using us to bring in the great harvest. Uh, and I think he's telling us that we're not far from seeing a harvest of millions. Uh, and it's just around the corner for us. <clears throat> and it's just, um, just tangible proof that that's where his heart is going. Um, prayer requests. We have there's some prayer requests that we really want you guys to pray for. Um, the gospel message that was preached. For it to transform the minds of the people and the, uh, that heard, and for them to re- to really um, just be able to respond to the message. Um, for ministry follow up in these villages, there's really no pastors or anybody set up to kind of shepherd this flock. And so, for, and so for God for send for for God to send shepherds and people to be able to tend to these young believers. Uh, and we also want to <clears throat> pray for protection over Pastor Ishan and for his vision of seeing um, a church in every village, every 85,000 people. In the village. Um, yeah, and so please pray for Bangladesh. Um, my final word is, this was the hardest mission trip I've ever been on. Hands down, it was the hardest trip. But, um, yeah, and it was like the hottest climate. But my team, I'm not even kidding, and no complaints. Like, nobody complained. Um, everybody was just, was just right in there. Nobody grumbled. Everybody, we all worked together to a really good job. Um, and I just, it's not, I'm not lying when I say it was truly the greatest team ever assembled. Because in my heart, in my mind, it really was the greatest team ever assembled. And um, we really want to thank everybody here that prayed for us. 
Uh, when we were out there and we were stuck in the van for like 10 hours straight with AC that barely works, crammed into a, a van where like nobody has enough room and literally traffic was so bad that we would be in one place and then I would check my watch and 20 minutes later we would still be in that place. The cars wouldn't move and we were just like stuck in this place but we had so much joy and we really felt the power of your prayers when we were out there. So thank you so much for pray, praying for us. Um, we were so blessed by your just for you guys contending in prayer with us. Thank you so much.